Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Full Well Project. Yay! It is October. It is the end of October, and this month has been Depression Awareness Month. I hope that it was informative. I hope that it was helpful. Um, I hope that you can walk away with a better understanding of how to help someone or how to um, help yourself through a depressive episode. We've talked about uh, myths and misconceptions and misinformation. We've talked about uh, marrying faith and uh, counseling, medicine um, with prayer, community with, you know, seeking God. How They don't have to be mutually exclusive, but they are actually... One, they are supposed to be working together. And we talked about how people in the Bible were depressed and how, yeah, we shouldn't use faith as a reason to condemn someone for being depressed. That doesn't make any sense. Um, We talked about finding your sanctuaries. We talked about taking note of your triggers. We talked about creating an emergency emergency kit for a depressive episode. Um, Hopefully some things were helpful in there, get you thinking, get you um, trying to figure out what's the best, you know, mode of action for you. And yeah, so today we're actually going to talk about how to support somebody who is going through depression. So some people feel like, you know, depression is so big, right? Someone comes to you and they're like, I'm depressed. Or I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder like I was five years ago. You know, some friends don't know what to do, you know, and in a panic, they can. We talked about being um, uh, this toxic, this toxic positivity, right? Um, being overly like too eager for their friend to heal really, really fast. So they say things um, thinking that it's helping them, but it's really tearing them down. Or, you know, people can come from a selfish place where it's like, oh my God, I'm so sick and tired of being sad all the time. Like, yo, get it together. You shouldn't need counseling. Um, These are things that I've, I've had, you know, both situations happen to me. And then I have great friends who are supportive and are not professionals, right? I think some of it speaks to maturity, and I also think some of it speaks to inexperience. Um, for the for the person that you know tries to condemn the friend for being down, or feels like that you know it's on them to heal, shame on you, shame on you. Um, for the person that feels like it's their fault that they're depressed and they're just choosing to be sad, shame on you. If you're if you're the friend that's you know tired of your friend being sad and then you're trying to rush their healing along shame on you because who wants to be depressed who wants to be sad who wants to be the downer who wants to not be full of joy and happiness right everybody wants that but there are circumstances in life whether it be chemical um whether it be emotional um soul like there's so many different triggers for someone to go into a depressive episode or to struggle with depression now you know rushing someone along is not going to help them heal. Like we talked about before, if someone had cancer, you're not going to tell, hurry up and heal, heal. Or if they're not healing fast enough for you, you're like, oh, well, it's your own fault. You know what I'm saying? Like back in the Bible day, they said stuff like that. Like, oh, he's sick because he sinned. And it's like, no, like Jesus had to come and like (laughs) re-educate everybody. Like, no, it's not because he sinned. Like what? Like why? People are just dealt a bad hand sometimes. You know what I mean? And usually it's... It happens, which sucks, so that you can be helpful to other people because it sucks because you don't want to go through hard things. No one does, you know? Um, But it makes me glad when I share my own story, when I share my own experiences and stuff like that, and somebody can walk away either feeling heard, not feeling alone, or they're feeling like someone gets me. 
someone understands me and some t- or like me too you know what i mean and that can go longer than you trying to push them you know through some people just want to be seen and heard sometimes i don't want you to say anything at all but again we'll get into that um in a second but yeah so Yes, if you are actually trying to be a good friend, this episode is for you. If you don't struggle with depression, this episode is for you. Or if you're a person who struggles with depression and you want to support somebody else who struggles with depression, this is for you too. And I feel like everybody should hear this because, um, you know, you never know at what point in your life you're going to need this stuff. Like when your friend, if your friend asks you, how can I support you? You want to be able to communicate what you need. But when it, when a friend is also going through, you want to also be able to support your friend how they need to be supported, Right. So it's really important to know. So the first way that you can help your friend is to honor them, to honor them, to honor the fact that they came to you with their burdens, right? The Bible says to bear one another's burdens as brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, what you don't want is to come to someone about something personal and as personal as mental health and for them to condemn you. For them to blab your information to other people, for them to kind of use it against you or to use it as a way to say that you're weak or somehow you're not in right fellowship with God, which is all crazy, all wrong and all destructive. It's not it doesn't build anyone up. Um, And so, again, because of maturity or because of inexperience, people don't know what to say. So sometimes just honoring the fact that they did that, tr- like what they, they trusted you enough to come to you. So honor their trust, respect them, you know? Um, secondly, you can ask them, how can I support you? How can I be there for you? What do you need? Do you need me to come and clean your house? Do you need me to cook for you? Do you need me to just listen to you? Do you need me to offer you some advice? Do you need me to go to counseling with you? Actually, the first time I went to counseling, one of my friends went with me. She actually paid for me to go um, because I was broke college student she paid for me to go and she went with me and she sat in the session with me because I was afraid I was afraid and that is a good friend and I will never forget that and I will never not be thankful for that experience um yeah like sometimes it's just holding your hand through the process like I'm scared I'm depressed what does this mean you know and you want someone to confirm that you're not crazy because I don't believe in people (laughs) I'll call people crazy jokingly and not like oh Oh, they're, they're depressed. You're crazy. Like, no, like when people are driving on the highway and just merging from lane to lane, like swerving back and forth, that's crazy to me. That don't even make no sense. Right. Um, but I'm very careful to not make my friends feel like they are using air quotes crazy for what they're going through. If one of my friends told me that they were schizoph- they, they were diagnosed with schizophrenia, right? I don't know what that's like to have schizophrenia. You know what I mean? But I can educate myself. I can read up on stuff. I can, um, because I care about them and I want to be able to be a good support system for them. I also want to know what it looks like to me so that I know like if something is wrong. Like if somebody was um, diagnosed with manic depressive disorder, right? We know that they, go, they can go from states of mania to... Um, depression and so a good example of this is like kanye west right so kanye west be saying some wild stuff right and people like oh cancel kanye because he's crazy the man is manic depressive sometimes he goes on these manic episodes where he's saying crazy like using air quotes crazy things right that people like oh he crazy he lost it he lost his mind or he's selling out and it's like you don't take into the consideration you don't take and you don't consider the fact that he's diagnosed manic depressive, right? Like you don't take in, you don't take that into consideration how much that can affect his actions and what he says. You know what I mean? And the thing is, because they're celebrities, um, they're easier to be judged. But people with 
mental illness get judged all the time, right? And if we know, not that they have to explain to us, but not because who is, you know, who am I to Kanye? He doesn't have to explain anything to me. Um, But I'm sure he has family and friends around him who know his situation and know what his manic episodes look like. So when people came to Kim Kardashian, and again, I don't know their relationship, I'm not, whatever. And it's like, yo, your husband be wildin'. She's privy to information that we're not, right? So, like, of course she's going to protect her husband. You know what I'm saying? Like, why would she out him like that when he suffers with a mental illness? And in the same way, um, if someone comes to you about their depression or um, their manic depression or whatever, like, whatever their mental health issue is, read something. Ask them how you can show up for them. Ask them what their symptoms look like. Ask them about what their triggers are. Ask them about what they need help with. You know, ask them, um, let them be in control of the narrative. Don't talk down to them like somehow you're better than them because you're not mentally ill. You know what I'm saying? Or you don't have mental illness, I should say. Like, don't talk to them. Don't talk down to them. Don't act like you know more than them when you haven't gone through it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what it's like to live with manic depression and I refuse to be like oh you just need to get over that no like that is a real thing um and if I don't have if I don't know what to say I'm not gonna say nothing at all sometimes that's the best thing give them the opportunity to tell them how they need you to show up instead of forcing your way in and causing more damage ask them if they need a listening ear um that's my next step just listen to them listen to them You know, don't try to offer any help or any opinions. And if you have any tips, ask them if they want the tips. Ask them, do do, do you want some advice or do you just want to vent? You know, because whichever is fine, I just want to know. So I know how to show up for you. Be a listening ear. Um, Some people, and it's so mean, they make people feel like a burden. They make people feel like, oh, you sending me to an early grave. And it's like, all that person wanted you to do was listen to them. You know, but it's good to know what your triggers are. If So like if someone's telling me, I'm just empathetic in general, um, but if someone's telling me something bad that happened to them and they start crying, I'm going to cry because usually, sometimes I don't, but I cry because I understand. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel, I feel that pain. And even if I don't recognize it from an experience perspective, like if I never experienced that, I can still see that that hurts them. Even though I don't understand what that, what that, what the whole situation feels like. What I do understand is that you're in pain and it hurts me that you're in pain, right? So I am empathetic. So I understand that, um, like I was talking about, like some of my triggers are watching sad movies or scary movies, so I don't do that. So with my friends, um, the friends that I'm safe around, I've never really come into a situation where someone venting to me like it's too much. I don't know, that's just me. Yeah, I don't think I've ever... Like some people grow tired of people like expressing themselves. For me... My perspective is different because um, I would rather them vent to me than die. You know what I'm saying? Like, at least I know they're breathing. At least I know they're good. At least I know, you know, you find me as a safe place where you can talk to me, but where you don't have to pretend to be happy. I never want nobody to pretend to be happy around me. If you're sad, let's talk about it. Talk to me. Talk to me. Even if I don't have the answers, you getting that out and feeling heard sometimes is like half the battle, you know, versus it being building up in your head. Um, Another way that you can help them is, again, like I said, ask them what they need. Um, Sometimes going somewhere with them, like to counseling, like I mentioned my friend, how she went to counseling with me. That meant everything. She didn't even say anything in this session. She was just sitting there like, you know, like a fly on the wall. But her support there meant everything to me. 
because I didn't feel alone. I didn't feel crazy. I didn't feel, um, I didn't feel like I was going to die. Like I was going to meet this woman I didn't know who was going to talk to me about my problems. Like, what is this like? What is this supposed to be? I don't, I don't get it. Sometimes just being there for them is enough. There are times when I'm sad and when I'm going through a depressive episode and my husband just sits in the bed with me and watches, um, watches um my phone like i got tv on my phone so we watch it in um we're in an rv now so our bedroom is like in the back so he watches it with me and we don't do anything you know what i mean or we go to a hotel and we don't do anything we just eat we sit there like but he's there and he's not trying to fix me he's not trying to you know hold on to all my problems and be my savior because he's not he's not my savior he cannot be it but what he can be is present and i appreciate that presence more than anything so sometimes, y'all, the pressure is not on you. Like, I think a lot of people put unnecessarily pressure on themselves. Um, when in reality, all people really do want to do is vent and talk, you know? Yeah. Um, another way that you can be helpful to someone who struggles with depression is, again, learning their triggers and learning what makes them feel better. If they're like, yo, I can't get out of bed today. Okay, I'm coming over. You know, if you can, if you're able to. Um, or sending them a... Sending them a um, a track list or a playlist. Like I have a playlist like I talked about before on Spotify to help me get out of bed when I'm too like drained or depressed to get out of bed. When everything hurts, when I just cry for no reason, this playlist doesn't solve my problems, but it helps me and it aids me in getting out of the bed, getting up to a higher tempo rhythm and like, okay, I feel, I feel a little good. It's happy music. And it's affirming music too. Like I got, um, you're a winner by the impressions. You can win. I forget the um, the name of that. Uh, I also have um, the song that I walked down the aisle, like when me and my husband walked. When we after we said I do kissed, when we when we retreated um, back after the wedding, I had that song in there because it reminds me of that happy day, how happy I was, and the words of the song mean a lot to me. You know, so sometimes showing up for your friend looks like that. You know, um, it can also just mean. Um, like I said, just being present, you know, just affirming them. Like, I hear you and I understand exactly what you're talking to. What I mean, what you're talking about. I get it. That's affirming. It doesn't have a solution, but it's affirming that their feelings are valid. And that means more than anything. It doesn't make them feel crazy. It's like, no, I get it. I totally understand. Like, you're mad at God? Yeah, I'm questioning too. I don't know what's going on. I... I was talking to, um, she's my maid of honor. She's one of my um, best friends and she, she lives in New York and I was venting to her and I was like, I don't understand why, why God is allowing all this to happen. Um, what does all this mean? Like all this heartbreak and this like pain and all this other stuff, like, what does it mean? And she told me that she'd be praying for me and asking God the same thing, you know, instead of being like, Oh, don't question God. What? Who said, where in the Bible does it say, don't question me? No, it says, come to me with everything, right? And so even my friends are on some like, yo, God, what is going on? And that makes it feel so much better. That makes you feel like you're not alone, that you're being heard. You know what I'm saying? That you're not crazy. So yeah, so those are just some tips on how to support the person um, that you know who struggles with depression or how to advocate for yourself um, to someone when you're going through a depressive episode, right? But all these tips I can give don't apply if they don't apply to your friend. You know your friend or a family member or loved one or spouse or whatever, a child, parent, better than I do, right? I'm just giving general advice. The best advice I can give is learn them. Learn what your friends need. Learn their temperament. Learn their communication styles. You know, because you could say something in love and it tear them apart. You know what I'm saying? You ended up doing more damage than you intended, right? 
So it's learning them. It's doing the work. Like, friendship is not easy, which is why, again, I talk about that. Like, people talk, oh, it's toxic or whatever. Just because it's hard. No. Like, you guys just don't want to work hard. Relationships are work. Friendships are work. Sisterhood is work. Brotherhood is work. You know what I'm saying? Being a daughter is work. Learning my mother. You know what I'm saying? I can pick up on things from my mom that nobody else can because I live with her. I know her. Same with my husband. It's the same It's the same thing. And he knows me probably better than anybody, you know, besides my mom. My mom probably probably knows me better than anybody. But he knows me in a different way, right? He's more intimate with me. We share these small quarters together constantly. Like, he knows when I'm sad. I don't even have to say anything. And he'll reach out his arm and touch me. And he'll know I'm sad or give me a hug, you know? And he's like, it's, it's going to be okay. That's that stuff, you know? That's that's what relationships are made of. And no, you're not going to know everything about your friend. But do the work. If you claim to love them, if you claim to be in relationship with them, if you claim to care about them, prove it. Prove it. You know, if one of my friends found out they had cancer, I'm doing all the research. What can I give them? Like, how can, how is chemo going to make them feel? What are some natural some natural remedies that they can try? Like, trying everything because I want my friend to be well. I want my friend to be, to feel affirmed, to feel like they're not alone, to feel like that I actually care. And I'm not just like, oh, whatever, you know, oh, you got cancer, that sucks. You know what I mean? And I hate to use cancer as an example, but... You know, when we when we compare those two things, we see how silly it is to expect someone to just heal from something, right? That their body is doing or that their soul is going through. Um, you know, and we have the hope that we will see God's goodness in the land of the living. We know that that's our hope, right? But in the moment, sometimes all you need is somebody to be like, your feelings are valid. And I hear you and I love you. And I'm not going nowhere. If you need me, I got you. You know what I'm saying? If I can show up, I'm there. That's the kind of love you and work you want to put into a relationship for someone who is depressed or struggles with depression or just in general. They don't even have to struggle with depression. That's friendship 101, like learning them, right? Learning them. Do the work. Stop trying to get friend um, kudos and points when you're not willing to do the work to be in a relationship with them and then blaming them for them being too heavy. You're the one that committed. You're the one that told them that you were their friend. So prove it to them or step away from that relationship and don't do more damage. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, so I hope, sorry, I get really passionate about relationships. That's something I'm very passionate about and we'll probably get into a whole other series on that. But that is all for today's episode, which wraps up Depression Awareness Month. Yay! Again, there are so many things to say about depression There's that I can't even cover um, in this these episodes right in this month um again and stuff that i don't even know about like i'm not a professional like i talked about i don't know like the the scientific workings of everything i just know how it feels and i know what works for me and what tools that i've used to help me um to be a better friend and to manage my depression so i hope that this was helpful feel free to leave a comment feel free to um, rate and review share with other people um use this to better your friendships and your relationships um to better even if they don't even if they're not depressed or they have some sort of chronic illness or like whatever or they're or they're mourning take these tips and use them in your own relationships it's so beneficial and it will make your friend feel so good that you actually care to ask how you can show up to be a better friend for them you know what i mean that goes a longer way than you trying to fix them will ever go okay so happy october everybody i will see you next month in november um yay thanksgiving family food yeah all that good stuff so um yeah (laughs) feel free to leave me an anchor message you can do that you can leave me a voice message on anchor app for this podcast 
And until next week, y'all, have a great day. Love yourselves, love each other, love God. You know, and just do your best to enjoy this life we've been given. You know, because it's so beautiful. All right? Love you. Bye.